0: for us to be here. It is is a good thing, Lord, for us to be here. It's a good thing for us to sit in your presence. Not only to worship you and to praise you like we just sang, Jesus, there's something special about that name and we just worship you and thank you for that beautiful song. But now, Lord God, we we're excited about sitting in our 10 doors and allowing you to speak to our hearts and our yes, minds. Lord. Lord God, we are here. Speak to us. Speak to us and your servants will listen. In the wonderful, holy, and righteous, and majestic name yes. of Jesus, yes, our soul says amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. There's something about that name, isn't it? Is there something about that name? Turn your Bibles to Mark. The Gospel of Mark. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark. Mark is the second book in the New Testament. Somebody get the page number. I have a different Bible this morning. What page? Mark 1, verse 9 through 13. Mark 1, verse 9 through 13. You have it. Speak to me, Lord. Amen. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open And the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. At once, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. Amen? All of us in here know that this Wednesday is the beginning of the Lenten season. The Lenten season is a time that we sit back and reflect on the suffering of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. It is during the Lenten season that we fast and pray and we consecrate ourself to the Lord. Because as we think about everything that Christ went through for us, it makes us want to in turn just to give ourselves even more so to him. It is during the Lenten season when we are to determine that we're going to live a life That is set apart to the service of God. And I need to repent that. Repent, repeat that. It is during the Lenten season when we are determined to live a life that is separated to the service of God. Now I know there are some people that will say, Pastor, I can't find anything about Lent in the Bible. And you will not find anything about Lent in the Bible. But Lent is based on the 40 days and 40 nights that our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, was in the wilderness tempted by the devil. That's how we come up with the Lenten season. We honor this season because it was while Jesus was in the wilderness that God was preparing him for the ministry that he was going to go in. I hope you notice, because I I picked that scripture intentionally, I hope you notice that when Jesus, as soon as he came and entered into the region, the first thing he did was he went to John to be baptized. Now, you got to understand that Jesus really had no reason to be baptized because being baptized means you're dying to your sin, right? And rising to a new life in Christ Jesus, but Jesus was our model. He was our model. He was the one that we were to to pattern ourselves after. So even though he had no reason in himself to be baptized because he had no sin, he did it as an example for us. Mm. Amen. So as soon as he was baptized, showing us that this is what we're supposed to do when we give our life to Christ. Notice that it says that the Holy Spirit led him immediately into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And it was during that time in the wilderness when Jesus was tempted and tested by the enemy. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that all of this is prior to Jesus going into the ministry. It is prior to him uh, uh, performing any miracles. It was prior to him doing any teachings or anything like that before he could be going into the office that God had established for him to be our Savior and our Lord he had to go in the wilderness as a human being to be tested and tried by the enemy. Do you understand that? So he's in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and scripture says that during that time, he fasted. And as I already said to you, Jesus is our example. So if Jesus found it necessary to be baptized, if Jesus found it necessary Amen. To be driven into the wilderness to be tested and tried. And if Jesus found it necessary during the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness to be, to fast, then it is also necessary for us during the Lenten season to fast. Do you understand that? Okay. That's, that's why we fast. The reason that we fast is in order to make us more in tune with God. You have to realize scripture tells us he was in the wilderness with wild animals and all this other kind of stuff. In order for Jesus to be in there and to come out victorious, he had to have communication, open communication with almighty God. And so he was fasting and so forth, showing us that this helps us to be more in tune with when God speaks to us. So if you notice from the um. Bulletin this morning that the title of the sermon is What Does Fasting Mean? Mm -hmm. If God says during the Lenten season we are to fast, but we're not just to fast then, we're to fast anytime we feel like we need to really hear a word from God. Okay? So there's different kinds of fast. There's the fast where you can give up food, okay? There's the Daniel fast, the Daniel fast where he ate no, he said no pleasant food or meat. Okay, remember? We studied that. Okay, there's also fasting of social media, which I would remec remec would rip rem- mm recommend for our young people, for our children, where they put their phones on the side, where they fast from the internet, where they fast from uh, Google, where they fast from TikTok and Instagram, to fast during that. I think for the young people today, except using their phones only for emergency, that they would also fast during that time period, okay? But that's between you and God, on how you dis- you determine that you're going to fast, okay? But the question that we need to ask ourselves: Why or how, what we need to know is the proper way for us to fast, mm-hmm. okay? The proper way for us to fast. How is it that we should fast? So, in order to get that question answered, I'm going to allow God to answer the question, okay? So, turning your Bibles to Isaiah 58. You say, Pastor, you say that we're supposed to fast properly. You're not supposed to fast any kind of way. You're supposed to fast properly. You say, Pastor, what does it mean to fast properly? I'm going to allow God to answer that question. Amen. What page? 604. 604, 604 in the Red Bibles. Amen. When you have it, speak to me, Lord. God is going to reveal some things to you this morning, okay? Isaiah 58, starting with the second verse. Isaiah 58, starting with verse two, you with me? For day after day, they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the command of his God. They ask me for just, just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? God wants you to see here that the people that he was talking to walked around acting like they wanted to have a close relationship with God. Scripture says here they they would come to him and ask him for just decisions. and They would come to him telling God, I need you to lead me and guide me and show me what to do. But I want you to notice that even though they walked around acting like they wanted, they were living in a close relationship with God, they had a complaint against God. We just read it. They had a complaint. It says, uh, they asked me for just decisions and seemed eager for God to come near me. But then they say, why have we fasted? Or in other words, they're complaining against Almighty God. They're saying to God, we have fasted, and you haven't done anything. We have fasted, and we have prayed, and you act like we haven't done a thing. We have pray, a fact, fasted, and we have prayed, and it looks like you you don't see us. You, you don't you don't notice what we. Why haven't you noticed that we're going through all of the? We're fasting to you. We're praying to you. Why are you acting like you don't? You're not paying any attention. And I know that some of you in here can identify with what they're saying, because even though sometimes we act like we're walking in accordance to the Lord and we want the Lord to lead us and we want the Lord to direct us and all the time, but all the time that we're acting like that, we're complaining against God saying, Lord, why haven't you answered my prayer? Amen. Why haven't you seen me coming to church on Sunday morning? Haven't you seen me coming to worship? Haven't you seen me coming to Bible study? Lord, if you, I'm going through all of these. Things. Why in the world haven't you answered me yet? Amen. If anybody in here is choosing to be honest, you know you have to admit that. But I want you to notice how God answers them when they ask him this, when they accuse him. Look at verse 3. Stay in, the, stay in this chapter. Verse 3b, he says, yet on the day you fast, look at this, you do as you please and you exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for buying one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? God said, you're you're saying that you're fasting and I haven't answered your prayer. Well, God said, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm going to tell you why. He says, in effect... You're complaining because you say, I didn't notice your fast. But you have to understand the problem is that on the day you're fasting, you don't make it into a holy day. You don't make it into a holy time. On your day of fasting, he says, you do anything that you think you're big enough and bad enough to do. Think about when you're fasting. On the day you're fasting, he said, you do as you please. He said, you exploit and you take advantage of people, you fuss and argue. and that that's the one that got me. You fuss and argue with people during your time. How in the world are you fasting? Approaching God at all holy God and all holy child. And you fussing and arguing and have an attitude with people. Yet, oh, um, do you want lunch? Oh no, I'm fasting. Oh no, I can't have, I'm fasting. God, so you wonder why? It doesn't seem like I'm noticing when you're fasting. And he says, well, you do, or what they were doing. He said, you walk around looking all pious. You walk around looking all holy. You got on sackcloth and ashes and all this other kind of stuff. But inside of your heart is all kind of bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, and strife. Amen. Fasting. What is the proper way to fast? Look at verse 6 and 7. Stay in it. We're going. We're just going through this. Because God wants you to fast during this Lenten season. But he doesn't want the same old kind of fasting that you've been doing all along. Including pastor. Okay? Verse 6 and 7. Is not this the kind of fast I've chosen? He said, you want to know what kind of fast I want? I want y'all to pay special attention to this. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them? And not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. God said, you want to know the proper fast? He said, you want to know the proper fast? He said, fasting in God's sight is not just giving up something on a sp- certain day for a certain length of time. God said, fasting is a lifestyle. It is a life." Stop. What is fasting for? It's to make you more in tune with God. It's to make you be wanting to do the things that God is calling you to do. God said that if you're doing what he's calling you to do by helping those who are oppressed, by feeding the hungry and so forth, you are being in tune with God. And he is directing you in how to live your life on this earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Fasting to God. He said, it's not just turning your plate down. Yes, that's important because you're learning to sacrifice. But he's saying fasting has got to be the way you live. It's got to be how you live a life in in the, uh, thank you, Lord, in communion with an all-holy God. God says, fasting has got to be done from your heart. And when you fast from your heart, and you stop your fast, it should lead you and direct you to do more of what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Is that what he says? Hallelujah. So examine yourself. Examine yourself. How is your fasting period? When you go through your fasting, when you live your life on a daily basis, are you, I, I love so much, Cherie's testimony this morning, when she went to Sierra, Sierra Leone, however you say it, in Africa, and there was this little boy in the village that didn't go to school because he spent time going to the marketplace or whatever, trying to sell things to have money for himself. Seven years old, so it wasn't in school. So God touched her heart. To say, I'll pay for him to be able to to get what he needs and do what he, uh, you know, get what he needs and provide so he can go to school. And she got a a message since she's been back here in America that uh, the the school supplies she bought and all the other different things she did, that the child is now in school. The child is now, that is living a proper fast. That is not seeing somebody in need and say, oh, your little 7 year old boy, that's too bad, and go your merry way. God said, when you see somebody that's hungry, and you say to them, I'll pray for them, and you go away, and you don't do anything to help feed that hunger, then your prayers are not even going to be answered. When you say you see somebody that's naked or in need or whatever, and I'll pray for you, and you go your merry way, and you don't go home and go in your closet or in your pocketbook to try and clothe them, God said. You have another thing. Amen. You have to understand Amen. that fasting is a lifestyle. a lifestyle. It is what you do. Amen. Okay. It is what you do. Amen. Look at verse eight through 10. Let me, I'm not going to keep you long. It says, when you do these things, when you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, when you work towards ending oppression for people that are being oppressed, God said in verse eight, then your light will break, break forth like the dawn. God said the light of the love. You say that you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. You say you love God. Mm-hmm. God said the light of your loving God has got to show. Mm-hmm. It's got to show from the inside to the outside. And so your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing. Mm-hmm. Look at this, Tom. Mm-hmm. Look at this pastor. Mm-hmm. Look at this, uh, Mike. Look at this, anybody that needs help, And your healing will come quickly. Amen. Your healing as you do for others, Amen. God does for us. Amen. Do you understand that? Yes, what kind of fast does God want you to have mm-hmm. during the Lenten season? Amen. God not only wants you to fast, turning down your place, but your fast has got to become your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Look what verse 9 says. Mm-hmm. Then you will call. And the Lord will answer. You will cry for help. And he will say, here am I. I Do Do you see this? Do Do you see this? Mm -hmm. He says, then your healing will be complete. You'll cry for help. And he'll say, here I am, honey. Here I am. I'm here to provide all your needs. Those are promises of God. Those are promises of God. But before you get too excited about the promises of God, there are two little letters in the next scripture that puts a, a break on your excitement. 9B. <laughs> Same verse, but the latter part. If you do away with the yoke, with the pointing of the finger, a malicious talk, and if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry, and satisfy the needs of the oppressed. Mm -hmm. What the two-letter words? If. Mm -hmm. If. Mm -hmm. You want to stand on these promises? Mm -hmm. God said there's an if. He said you got to do away with the yoke of oppression. You got to get involved in the different things going on in the community and, and this kind of stuff and vote and do all this other kind of stuff. When you stop pointing your finger at other people, that's the one that got me. That's the one that got me. So we are we are so busy. We're so busy as Christians and saying Joanne doesn't do this. And Gail doesn't do that. And Katrina, God said, remember, when you got that one finger pointed out, you got three more pointed back at you. Amen. Okay. God says, when you fast, you cannot be pointing your people. Finger at other people and talking maliciously, gossiping about other people behind their back. Amen. Amen. Think about when you fast, the things that you say. Think about it. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Amen. we're going on. Verse 10b. Now, this one I had to circle a lot of it. He says, Then your light will rise in the darkness. When you're walking in the darkness. When you're walking in depression. When you're walking as Dawn said earlier in anger. Being angry over the fact that her husband died. When you're walking in the darkness God says, if you do these things, then your light is going to shine in the midst of the darkness. When you are hurting and you're reaching out to somebody else in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of your pain, then your light, the light of Christ will shine out of you. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? It says, and your night, the midnight hour. Do you know about the, some of you are too young. You may not know about that midnight hour, but that midnight hour can be a kicker. That midnight hour when you start there laying and thinking about all the things that you're going through and your body may be hurting and you lost somebody you loved and your money is funny and all this. In that midnight hour, when it seems like there's no help and there's no hope. God said, if you reach out to other people when they're hurting, then your nighttime, your midnight hour is going to be like the noonday. Do you see that? Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle fasting. It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle of reaching out to people that are in need. It says the Lord will guide you always. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how many of y'all want it, but I want in bed. Amen. I want God to guide me every moment and every step of the way, Amen. not just when things are going good, Amen. not when just the, when things are going bad. I want to know that whatever I, when I'm making a decision, I want to be so in tune with God that I know that this decision that I make is lining up with what God wants me to do. Amen. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. Okay, it says the Lord will lead you. I, you always, He will suffice. Satisfy your need in a sun-scorched land. You know what a sun-scorched land is? That's like a wilderness. It's like a desert. But God said in the middle of your desert, in the middle of your desert, in the middle of your lack, he will supply your needs. Living a life that is a fasting life by reaching out to others. He says you. he will strengthen your faith uh, Your frame and you'll be like a well-watered garden. Okay, praise God. Let's jump on down to verse 13. God says, you want to know how to fast? You want these promises I just gave you about having water and scorched land and stuff? God said, look at verse 13. I got some more you got to do. I got some more you got to do. Now, this one, y'all got to get this one from your head to your heart. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, Sunday is our Sabbath. Seventh day Adventist, Saturday is their Sabbath. You are not just supposed to do anything you're big and bad enough to do on God's holy day. God says, Stop breaking my Sabbath. Stop breaking my Sabbath. Okay? S- Sunday is supposed to be a holy day. He gave us seven days in a week. Six days for us to do the things, taking care of our family and all this other kind, kind of stuff. But the seventh day is supposed to be holy under God. Make your Sabbath holy under God. If you call the Sabbath a delight and the Lord's day honorable, if you honor it by not doing going your own way, you honor the Sabbath not by going your own way, not by just doing your own thing, and not for doing as you please or speaking all kind of idle, nonsensical words. It says, if you do this, look at verse 14. I circled this because it says, then you will find your joy in the Lord. You notice the word your You'll find your joy, not somebody else's joy, but your joy. I don't have any joy. I don't have any peace. I don't have any happiness. God said, Do the things I'm telling you to do, and you're going to find your joy. You're going to find your joy where you'll be happy with yourself and happy with your relationship with Almighty God. I'm ending it up. And I will cause you to ride. In triumph on the heights of the land and to feast on the inheritance of your father, Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God says, during the Lenten season, we are to fast. Jesus fasted when he was in the wilderness. But fasting was not, and he did not eat any, any bread, he did drink water. I believe I know but anyway, he didn't eat any food during the 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> but the thing that you gotta know is when he left the wilderness, he went out and lived the fast. Do you understand what I'm saying? Doing for others, feeding the hungry. He went out and lived the fast. So when you do your fast for a particular time, then you've got to live your fast, not only for a day, but for a lifetime. As we go into this Lenten season, God says he has so much in store, so much more. Thank you, Lord. He said to make sure I put the word more in there. He says he has so much more in store for each of us than what we already have. But when we're going through the fast, when we're going through the 40 days with Jesus, when we're sacrificing and spending time with God in prayer, then God is going to open our our, our hearts and our minds to draw closer to him and to be able to receive the direction that he has for our life. Amen. Proper fast. Amen. God said, do a proper fast. Live the fast. Don't just turn your plates down. Live the fast. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because this is so important, and I pray that you will just have a bunch of people on Facebook or whatever to listen to this. Because people talk about fasting all the time. And I, I know the things that you put here in Isaiah are some of the things that occur in people's lives. They're they're fasting and they're grumbling and complaining against you about not answering the, their prayers. And they're fasting and they're uh, backbiting against other people and they're fasting and they they have anger. And all this time is supposed to be a holy time set apart for them and you, and they're just doing anything that they feel like they're big and bad enough to do. Lord God, I know that that hinders us, but Lord, if we could just focus on all of the blessings that you say belong to us, that you said you will manifest in our life if we just line ourselves up with the fast that you would have us to line ourselves up, and that is with living the life that you've called us to live. We love you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, my soul says amen. amen. Invitational hymn, all heads bowed, All eyes closed. I ask you to let this song just minister to your spirit. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. Just let it minister to your spirit. We start this holy season. Listen to these words. In grace. I once was lost, but now I'm was all heads bowed, not, but now all eyes closed. All heads bowed, and all eyes closed. Twas, Twas Grace, that's the top. Center your mind on the Lord. Center your mind on Christ. How precious, dear, that grace so deep. The Do you thank God for that amazing grace? This is the part I want you to hear. Listen to this. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed you. like a flood, flood. as you're fasting during this season, revel in God's amazing grace. That God has saved you and the chains are broken. I love this song. Thank you, Lord God. He has promised good to me <coughs> Didn't we just read that His word, My hope